And welcome to another edition of the Venue Podcast with the clothed gentleman of Venue. With us we have William Sellers, Josh, and Philip, and I'm Matt, and of course today we are fully clothed. And the reason I bring that up is we started a Periscope to live uh, broadcast this, and it got a little creepy, okay? Some of the people were just not right. So we're stripping that out, and whoa. <laughs> little, little pun there. We're not going to do that. We're going to be uh, we're going to be just recording like normal today. We have a special guest with us today. Uh, Bill Gates is joining us, as well as um, Steve Ballmer, I believe. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, we have some some goodies to talk about later on in the show. And we have, uh, they're not necessarily special guests, but they're here well, virtually. It, it's like they're here in spirit, though. They're here in spirit, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They really are. And we have stories behind all this. Yeah. We've yeah. got some mementos here. It's kind of almost like a Microsoft shrine, I would say, on mm-hmm. the end of our table here. A really mm-hmm. weird shrine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so listeners, we will not be doing Periscope, just so you know. Um, first up, I want to talk about, oh, this, by the way, this is Podcast 21, and it's April 7th. Uh, Lucky number 21. Lucky number 21. And to, the next one will be a palindrome. That's always a lucky one. 2-2? Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. So what, what's describe a palindrome? I, I forget all the mathematical So a, par- a, par- a palindrome is where you can spell the word or number correctly forward or backwards. And it spells the same thing. Like, um, let's see, what would be a good one? Um, Go hang a salami, I'm a lasagna hog. That's a palindrome? That, that is a palindrome. That was really is solid. It? I didn't wow. realize that. That's pretty good. You just have that? Yeah. Yeah. Stuck inside it, your it was brain. In a, it was in a book that I read in sixth grade. I've never forgotten nice. it. That's, that's pretty that's cool. Good. So there's a palindrome. Mm-hmm. 77, 22, 55, um, dad, D-A-D. Oh, yeah. Well, that's palindrome, so you get way it. more basic than mm-hmm. Phil's example. Race yeah. car. I keep it simple. Race car. <laughs> Race car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Taco cat. Um. All right, well, <laughs> race car. Phil as is a, really trying to get this he, transition he just, going. He teed just, up a geez. excellent transition ah. there. So speaking of race cars, I saw Fast and the Furious, which was a lot of fun, or Furious 7, I should say. Yeah. It's uh, so far out there and ridiculous, it's great. You okay? know, so my son saw it this weekend as well, and yeah. I was like, oh, I ain't going to watch that junk. And I was watching another podcast, and they were like, talking about the whole franchise and uh-huh. like no it's really good you need to watch all of them yep that uh it's not just a bunch of you know crashes and it is a bunch of crashes oh, yeah. but it's there's a actually a story behind it. it's actually pretty yeah. good so i'm kind of going hmm maybe i need to go watch this stuff it's a little gimmicky but it so what it's a lot of fun at the end is of the day is it on netflix can you watch them on netflix i don't think so uh, no? no no i don't think you've ever been able to watch them on netflix no, they've held that Hmm. Held that back. You can rent it on Amazon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Go to the local thing. library. Um, I, I don't Check know it out on that. DVD. Your neighborhood blockbuster. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I do Redbox. No. We don't have a blockbuster. There's not even no. there's no, no kiosk. Our block, gone. Our, one of our blockbusters is the Panda Express. Another one is a Five Guys <laughs> slash Chipotle. <laughs> so we don't, we don't really have those uh, anymore. They turned into eateries. I love it. Yep. Panda, okay. Panda so, Express is pretty good, by the way. Never mind. <laughs> In the movie, the most well, the third most expensive car is Showcase. It's the W Motors Lycan Hypersport. It is amazingly cool looking, kind of like a cross between a, a Koenigsegg and a Lamborghini. Anyway, the story behind this company is kind of cool. They've not been around that long. They're the first uh, Arab uh, car manufacturer. And they obviously specialized in very, very high-end cars. They're only making seven of these each year. 
at $3.4 million. And, of course, you can customize it. Not to steal. Not to steal. And you get to customize it? And you get to customize it. It's a custom car built for you. I, uh, I won't spoil it, but they wrecked this car. <laughs> in the movie. Oh, no. Huh? <laughs> Here's the thing though, the reason I brought it up for our podcast is the technology in it. Of course, all the uh all the web pictures that you can go look at on wmotors.ae, that's United Arab Emirates. Um it's got a holographic control panel, okay? That's pretty sweet. So, you know, like my truck has buttons. This has a holographic control panel. First ever. Wow. Wow. It looks like a transformer. Doesn't it, though? The yeah. way it opens up is really cool, too. The trunk opens up towards the back. The hood opens up towards the front. So it kind of like breaks yeah. open like a like an egg. So it the, the it's the, the holographic thing sits up off the dash? Is that yes, it, it exposes it off the console, like the center console. And this exists in real life. What? This uh-huh. is not yep. a mock-up. Is yeah. it just like pro- projecting like onto a, a surface, like a clear surface on the inside? Maybe? That's not really clear. It, it looks like it just kind of, yeah. Yeah, it might be just a surface. Huh. Is it fast? It is fast. Is it two point eight? Furious seven, of which there are only seven made. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. I'm starting yeah. to see what they did oh. there. Coupe only. I'm out. Yeah, um, it is fast. Two point eight seconds, zero to sixty. That's pretty damn fast. Wow. You that's know, that like gonna fast. pin you to the seat fast. It, it looks yeah. cool, but I think I like the way the Veyron looks better. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I don't like the snout on the Veyron. The little hole it has oh, in the like mouth. I'm okay I with like that. that you like I it? Think it okay. looks sweet, yeah. Well, the Veyron's a four-door you know, sedan. No, it isn't. Is, no, it's well, they make, it, do they make a four-door sedan as a Veyron? Oh, maybe I'm completely going are crazy here. Are you thinking here. of like Rolls-Royce or something? Maybe I'm thinking of Rolls-Royce. Those, those yeah. are sedans, right? Yeah. <laughs> are you thinking of a Rolls-Royce? That's so far yeah, away I mean, from I'm Veyron, trying to think you know? of what he could be thinking about that's like an expensive... No, yeah. well, they make they make a four. Yeah. I thought they made a four door. They made the coupe and the four door. Yeah, they do that in the rolls, like the, the, uh, roll, the ghost. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. The wraith, mm-hmm. the phantom, all that, all cars that we can't afford, um, especially this one. Does that make Does that make you just sick though? That you know, like you'll probably never be able to afford this. Maybe not. Never. You know. You always. Know, I keep honestly. Hope. Well, you, think about, you think about it though, really. Cars that are these expensive, millions of three million dollars. Right. Would you? You've I, I, probably be a won't, I probably won't be able to ever afford this right, in my life right. ever. There are ways Our special you know? guest Bill Gates could afford one. <laughs> there yes. are ways that you could come close to this with you know a fraction of the price. Like, I agree. Like a, a C7 like Corvette. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's can, not going to be as nice, but you're going to get a fast fun. Maybe car. like Gran Turismo Six or oh, oh yeah. yeah, you could probably do. <laughs> yeah. It's like sixty bucks. I know, know it's like sixty bucks, and you get the driving experience. That's true. You could even get a steering wheel if you wanted. Uh huh. What if I can't afford an Xbox? Uh, well, <laughs> we, you don't need to be having that discussion then. You could get an Ariel oh, Atom. Ariel Atom. And those are, those are relatively fast. cheap, and those are faster than the Bugatti Veyron. That's mm-hmm. true. But it's not, I don't think they're street legal, so they're only for racing on the track, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's There's another car. manufacturer that makes a car similar to this that is street legal, mm-hmm. that you can take it on the road. Yep. And uh, it doesn't. it's not as technically as fast. But the handling is ridiculous. It's yeah. redonkulous. Isn't, isn't there a little three-wheeled car company in Shreveport, Louisiana, that's supposed to be coming out with a really affordable yeah. car? Yeah, yep. yeah. Not like this, but kind of just reminded me of it. I've, I've seen something about that. I, don't I can't remember, remember what the it's name. called, though. You yeah. remember the Robin mm. on Top Gear? 
Yeah, the Reliant Robin. <laughs> the three-wheel car. Oh, I loved it. That's a classic episode, listeners. Look it up on the YouTube. It is it's hilarious. You will so bust out laughing. Maybe one day we'll be able to afford something like this. I mean, yeah. we can all afford. I mean, there's cars that we can't afford. There's cars would be a stretch for us to afford. And then there's cars that are like, we'd have to hit the lottery. Oh, yeah. And I think these cars, well, the aerial, the aerial Atom is probably within our realm of doability. Like five grand for that But car. this, um... Oh, look, no, buy an Atom. 50. There's no holographic dash in the Atom? It? No, it's no. pretty basic. Yeah. You get a motor let's, and let's, some let's pedals. Buy one. Oh, you have to go through all this. Oh, uh, you have okay. to. There's no pricing. Oh. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I think it's like 50. Yeah, I think they're like 50,000. Um, you know, so, but, but what's cool is, is next weekend, and I'm going to talk about this, next weekend is the Indy 500 that will be here in New Orleans. Uh, starts Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. So that's going to be really fun. I'm going to be going on Sunday. Oh, to the race I'll, day. To the race day. I'll nice. be posting pictures. I actually have access to the pit crew. I have like the VIP pass, so I'm going to be behind the pit crew and with all the all the peeps. Uh, so I'm going to be there all day long. You well, I, sucker. I think it's pretty fun. <laughs> How did you yeah. manage that? He's very important. Uh, he just I'm, said I'm it. I'm at WSL. Or something. Come on. Wow. No, okay. I, have, I have. He I, got Bill you know, Gates here. So. I have, yeah. a, true, I have yeah. a friend of mine who was gracious enough to um, ask me if I'd like to go. And I was like, absolutely, I'd like to go. That's awesome, Will. That's going to so, be a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. That day, I think they're wrapping up the GT3 races as well. Like all weekend, they're doing Porsche GT3 races. Really? Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. I think we'll be, we'll, we'll see tons. There'll be, you know, we'll see Indy cars, but they'll be, be, be there will be people out there with everything. I yep. mean, it should be a sight. I'll take a bunch of pictures, videos, post yeah, them online. That's awesome, be dude. Great. You could do a blog post on it too. If you, want. I, you know what? I might. That might be my first blog post. That would be great for takethenextturn.com. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. How yeah. about that? So Amazon, as they always are, are innovating once again with the Amazon Dash. Tell us what we need to know about the Amazon Dash. Josh, <laughs> so the Amazon. You're looking at me like I, I, I know a little bit just because I researched it right before the thing. But I think Josh, this is Josh's baby. Yeah, so I am super excited about the Amazon Dash button. Okay. There are a bunch of little buttons that have different products on them. Uh, you press the button and it will order that item for you. Well, hang on. There's the Amazon Dash, and then there's the Amazon Dash button. So it's two separate things. Yes. Okay, Josh, get it right. So tell us a little bit about Whoa. the Amazon Dash <laughs> and then the Dash button. So the Dash is uh, like a little product scanner or a talker. Is it sayer? You can you can say things and it'll shop for you. Yeah, oh. and you can scan things and it will shop for you is on this, Amazon. So is this so a modern day QCAT? This is yes. a modern day, modern day QCAT. QCAT. Yeah. Exactly. You know, From Philip, Amazon. you're absolutely correct. It is. Um, so what it is is basically you, you you take you hold this device to a barcode and you scan it and it puts it in your um, cart at Amazon. Hmm. You can also say it. You can say, "Hey, order Rice Krispies," and it does it. Um, it's Wi-Fi and it's a sturdy design. Other than that, that's basically all this device does. Well, so what's really cool about this dash is it's got that voice recognition button mm -hmm. on it, and the new Amazon uh, Fire, the remotes, they have the voice recognition button on it as well. So you can see how they're starting to kind of take these mm -hmm. items and yep. work things together. I mean, pretty soon you'll be watching a TV show and go, "Oh man, it looks cool. I'll just order this." On my yeah, I sure. think it's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, of course, then there's the dash button, which the dash button is basically a little device. Mm -hmm. It's about the size of 
you know, maybe about an inch by half an inch, that sticks to things that you want to. They're basically product buttons. Like an example here is you've got uh, bounty, tide, so on and so forth. It's like that was Bill pro- Gates. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's Bill, like, chill out, okay? And um, quit tweeting. You you push the button and it orders tide, bounty, whatever. You know, it's like all product. Procter and Gamble stuff. I think. Yeah, is I think it so. Really? It could be. Yeah. Well, and so when you press the button, it orders it and it sends a notification to your phone, and you can accept the order or deny the order if somebody uh, right. accidentally. Like that's actually like yeah. your kid playing yeah. a joke yeah, on you. Yeah, because I'm sure someone would go, "Oh, let me just hit it yeah. five million times." Now, and it also has a thing where if the button is pressed, it won't actually allow you to press. It again until you've received that order. Oh, nice! Oh, Very clever. Yeah, kind of good. Can you override that? Because I mean, there may be. I'm sure you could. Like I need more. I'm I sure. need paper towels. But, Stat. But remember now that all this does these both these devices all they do is put things in your cart. Mm-hmm. You still have to check mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So it's not like oh push and it'll be here in two days. Um, can you, you maybe set it to do you that? You may be able to set it with mm-hmm. like one click checkout or something like mm-hmm. that. But I think you still have to go check out. Take your phone. Take your browser but how many times out. how many times have you gone to i don't know wash clothes and you're like well i'm getting low on detergent i should probably get some and then you just forget to order it and well, so having this button would be so easy to just yeah. click and now it's in your car so this brings up a really good conversation point I, as much as i want to use amazon for groceries home consumables household goods i still go to like my local walmart sam's and whatever and as much as i want to i just don't think to do this yet mm-hmm on the flip side, we have one of our coworkers who that's all they do. They order everything from Amazon. One of our coworkers named Josh. Well, I was I don't know about you necessarily, I, I do, but I was I do a lot of ordering on Amazon. One of our yeah. previous guests, special guests on our show who did PF Sense, I think Sean, uh, yeah. does everything from okay. um, from Amazon. I actually um, I felt terrible because I ordered uh, some trash bags uh, this past Friday, which was on Good Friday. Um, and I got a notification, you know, when I went to check out, it told me it would be there on Sunday, which was Easter Sunday. And sure enough, somebody dropped off trash bags on Easter Sunday. <laughs> you <laughs> insensitive. I feel terrible. So and so. Making someone deliver trash bags. It's not even like it's something like, oh, I'm getting a menorah yeah, or like, exactly. you know, something cool. Yeah. It's, it's I'm getting, you know, or a crucifix or something. It's like, I'm getting trash bags. <laughs> what? It wasn't anything religious. It was just, I need trash bags. Well, so we were going to use the <laughs> trash bags. I need a bag bags. to put trash inside. We were, we're going to use the trash bags to make a wreath. How about that? Well, okay, that, look, <laughs> a black Easter yeah. wreath? You must <laughs> be getting, like, colored. They, they, they were white. They were white. They make white, and I think yeah. they make blue. They make blue. Uh, no, I don't think they do. That's it was white. white. There were white trash well, bags. Well, if they're white trash bags, you might get away with, with that. With red tags. So. Okay. That would be cool. Anyway, that, it was could, that could work. It was crazy, and it it shows how this Amazon Amazon Dash button could work. So, I mean, it was two days, no matter what. Is this like crazy Bluetooth? Is it like how does it communicate with your phone or your home network? That's a or, great question. Yeah, I don't know. I, no I think it's got to. I think have you have something. to set them up through Wi-Fi. your phone. Uh, home Wi-Fi network. Oh, Where do you see so that? like you'd have an uh, app and then the yeah, there's an, say, uh, there's an app that you use yeah. to okay. set it up. That makes sense. So it probably works like a Chromecast. So I know specifically that the Dash does work on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's uh, all I Wi-Fi. Don't, I guess this does, too. Yeah, see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where does it say that? Easily right connect to your home Wi-Fi. Okay, so there you go. So yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I guess there's batteries you should change. There's, you know. Um, I think this was, this is, you know, I want to like that. I think this is cool. Would I just pick up my phone and 
I want to have. I would prefer to have just a giant wall of buttons that I could just press. Yeah. what I want, like a control panel like a control in your panel. house. Yeah, exactly. Now like you in know, the 50s, you know, those fifty movies. Very cool. Yeah, that some would of be kind of cool. Levers. <laughs> what you could actually do, what you could actually do, is uh, take like an iPad or, or a Surface or something, and actually stick it to your uh, your uh, refrigerator or in your kitchen, and have something. Yeah. Maybe have something like that set up where you just go, or just use a browser and just order like everyone else. Everyone else does cardboard, you know, giant. Yeah, a piece of cardboard with a hole. Speaking of buttons, dash. Dashboard. Oh, the Amazon. Dash. Oh, it could be like a dash. Like a dashboard. Board. Yeah. A board of dashes. You know, you know something else that uh, that I that I walked into yesterday is actually that there's new. Uh, if you ever seen an upgraded jukebox now, where you actually go get an app and you can control the jukebox. You don't even have to walk oh, yeah. over to the jukebox anymore. Get, you just oh, at radio bar. You just, well, I was over yeah. at Phil Brady's last night getting getting dollar hamburgers, which by the way, if you do this. You have to stay in there and eat them because if you want, they, they don't get them to go. If you ask to get them to go, they get really mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> they get really mad at you. So we we walked in. I was like, ah, we need six hamburgers and two orders of fries, and we were like, okay. And they brought it out to us. Like, oh, and we were like, oh, can we get this to go? And they were like, no, you eat it here. And I was like, well, no, I don't want to eat it here. I have my, my sons at home, and we want to go home. <laughs> so they were like, they were like, wow. um, well, we don't we, these. They're dollar hamburgers because we expect you to buy beer, not eat hamburgers. Oh, so this yeah. is just to Dude, get you in. Wow. You really thought it was just going to be a dollar? I Come thought on. so. I was like, oh man, it'd be cool. So I actually talked to the girl. I said, look, I, we were just we wanted to just pick up something, and go home. We live right around the corner. I'll come back later and we'll drink beer and get smashed. But <laughs> nice. Uh, so, they, so if you go there, just go on Mondays and just stay there and eat and drink and everything. Be merry. I'm sorry. So the Reddit button. Back to buttons. <laughs> Back to buttons, the most exciting topic in the world. Yes. Buttons. Yeah. So this um, is fascinating. This by is the way. this is a really fascinating social experiment, mm-hmm. I guess, by by Reddit. I'm sure everyone's familiar with Reddit. Yep. Um every account that was made before April 1st, which this was kind of an April Fools. I don't I don't know if it was a a joke cuz it's not really a joke, but it was they put it out on April 1st and every account before April 1st that was created on Reddit has one push of this button. And this button resets every time it's pushed back to 60 seconds, and it starts counting down again. And they say, we're not going to tell you what happens when the button runs out of time. But um, so far it hasn't. It's been, you know, seven days. People are just sitting there clicking. And it's it's really just it's just crazy. Like, what? Interesting. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, what happens when it runs out and people are, are just, like, going nuts over this button? Yeah. So... What is this again? It's just a button. Like the people are just going to this subreddit. It's a, it's an April Fool's joke. It's an interesting social experiment. Right, like, really like what it is. see how long it can go. Yeah, right. Like like are we still going to be pressing this button a year from now? Like, are there that many Reddit accounts and? And it's only got a are, sixty second timer. Right, and people keep pressing it like when it gets down to you know fifty eight seconds or fifty four seconds, which is not you know completely utilizing their press. So. Hey, click it's it. Just let's let's no, contribute. No, no, no. You, <laughs> have, you have to log in, and yeah. I'm not logging I, in. I've saved my out. press. I haven't used it yet. Oh. So I'm going to press it one day, but not right now. Okay. <laughs> this is... When it gets down to 20 seconds. Okay. You'll... There's. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's yeah. cool. So you can only press it once. Only once, and that's it. We don't know what happens when it runs out. Mm. Could be Very nothing. It could yeah. be nothing. Could be or maybe something. maybe Reddit will die and say, sorry, we're done. Possibly. <laughs> You're keeping them alive right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yep. 
That is fascinating. Okay, so you can have an arc welder on Android apps. What's this about Google's arc welder tool? It's a arc welder is a Chrome extension that lets you run. You can mini. weld with it. Yes. Well, I yes, call it an arc welder. Uh, so arc, I think, stands for Android runtime. Something Android, release candidate. Android, 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 I, I forgot what it stands for, but it's something about Android Romeo runtime Charlie. and Chrome or something like that. But it, it lets you run many Android apps in in your Chrome browser. So oh. you, you just drop the APK into this this uh, Arc welder, and it starts running the app as long as the app doesn't run on Google Play services. What? As long as it doesn't Bill Gates again. Sorry. As long as it doesn't use Google Play services, and it doesn't work with everything. But this is Google trying to help out devs first of all because this is a dev tool but it'll also let you if you have a chromebook you know uh, run more apps because you know yeah. chromebook is pretty tied to the internet and what you can do in a web browser yeah. right but you know chrome a friend apps, of mine a friend of mine has hmm. a chromebook and they love it they absolutely do they they they, they do everything yeah. with it they they don't run applications like you know you and I run on our macs or pcs mm-hmm. or surfaces but they're like for doing 90% of the work i do this is fine Email, yeah, web sure. browsing, mm-hmm. and it can run some applications. So I guess this now would be beneficial to mm-hmm. them. I can't imagine just using a Chromebook, but people do really seem to like them. Yeah. People do, and they're cheap. The cheapest one now yeah. just released was like one forty. Was one forty nine? Yeah, you just yeah. order a new one with your uh, Amazon Dash button. When yeah, that's you, when right. the battery runs out, you just press don't the worry button. about changing yeah. the battery, charging it. Just get a new one. <laughs> yeah. um, so you can actually, so you run, you can run any any Google Play app on Chrome. No, not any. So it, it, it has the capability to run any app that doesn't use Google Play services, but it doesn't necessarily mean it'll work. So, so it's not okay. a welder, like, though. Just to <laughs> no, like, no, I, so, Matt, I believe we've we've okay. passed that. Yeah. So I really yeah. he's looking at his phone again. <laughs> so, trying to send some texts. Like I tried. Netflix. Didn't you watch our last episode about about etiquette net yeah. etiquette tech? Come on, etiquette. Matt. Come on, Matt. Etiquette. Please. Come on. So I tried etiquette. Hulu. It didn't. It, it worked until I tried to play a video, and I tried Netflix, and it didn't yeah. work. But that's that's all I really tried. I, yeah. I didn't really try to get into. It. I just wanted to see what it's. So capable you you were of. using yeah. a browser to run an app in the browser to watch something that you could normally watch in a browser. Well, so on Hulu, like on my on my PC, I can't Chromecast. Oh, I by see. Chrome, I see. like yeah. and, and Netflix, you can, but for for to to Chromecast Hulu, I'd have to cast a tab, and that's just that's no fun. Yeah, I think this is pretty cool actually, because this gives anybody now the ability to go play around with Chrome, some mm-hmm. Chrome apps or or Google apps. Yeah, um, absolutely. And if you're a developer without an Android device, you can test it in your browser. I think Google apps are called Gaps, aren't they? <laughs> Well, mm. welders. So <laughs> today is all about Microsoft, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about Microsoft. That's why we have Bill Gates here as our special guest, and mm-hmm. Steve Ballmer is his special guest. Um, the Surface 3 has been released. That's what I'm seeing on our agenda here. Surface mm-hmm. 3 has been released. I thought we have a Surface 3. This is a Surface Pro. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so very nice. The Surface 3 is like... So with the Surface Pro 3, Microsoft was like, this is the tablet that can replace your laptop here. Yep. We're comparing it to a MacBook Air. And the Surface 3 is, we're comparing this to an iPad Air 2. Wait a second now. 
So the new one is the Surface Pro three. No, Surface three. It is. It's, so it starts at four ninety nine, which is okay, the same price that the iPad starts uh-huh. out. So which is the new one that came out? Surface three. You you were looking at the wrong website. So you would <laughs> yeah. think the Surface. Uh, Go to Microsoft.com. <laughs> no, no, I am. But you would it, think the Surface Pro would be better than the Surface. It so is. It is it, a bit confusing. The Surface Pro three so, is better. So than the, the new one is the Surface three. Yes, this one here. It's no different than MacBook Pro and MacBook. Yeah, but see, no, they're I, I, they're comparing this, as Phil said, to two different things. They're comparing right. the Surface Pro to laptops, and they're comparing the Surface to iPads. Right, so right, which is kind of weird. But it's I very, think. it's very, it's very interesting that they're doing that, right? Because this is a, it is still a full computer. It's there's no more RT like the previous non-Pro ones ran Windows RT. So this is an Intel oh, Atom quad core gotcha. using their, oh, I, I think it's Cherry Trail or whatever the latest code name of Intel Atom. CPUs is, but I see. So, so this yeah, is it's the, the che- same. This is the new cheapy one that right. So oh, okay. so four ninety nine hmm. for a two gigabyte, uh, two gigabytes of RAM, sixty four gigabytes of storage, which is more than you get with an iPad, except for the RAM. I think there's three gigabytes of RAM in the iPad, the new iPad Air two. But yeah, mm-hmm. and and I mean that's four ninety nine. So you're looking at iPad price point. And the only the only real differences are the screen size. This is ten point mm-hmm. eight inches, which I think is actually a little bit bigger yeah, mm-hmm. than the iPad, yeah, but it's it also is. a little bit thicker and it's a little bit heavier, so keep that in mind. Yeah, I think the iPad is seven point yeah. nine inches. The surface pin is extra on the Surface Three, but you also get Office three sixty five free for a year. See? And, and um, it has a terabyte of storage. Yeah, it also has awesome. a three position kickstand, whereas my Surface Pro three, it's pretty much like endless between I don't I don't know the exact angles, but I mean I can go. That looks you know, like 130 any, degrees. It's just to, like it's like anything in between these two sections, like where it's so with the other ones, it's, it's just like you click it out, you click it out again, right and you there. click it out again, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, all right. So Portastic, what is this? It says the same ports as the Surface Pro Three, except it doesn't have like a like a MagSafe type port. It just it's just a micro USB charging. Okay. That's it. No USB Type C. Micro U uh, micro SD card. Yep. So you're able to upgrade memory. That's pretty awesome. Yep. Apple, take a clue from this. So, so this is so the Surface. The big difference between the Surface Three and the Surface Pro Three mm-hmm. is the Surface Three starts at four ninety nine. The Surface Pro Three is seven ninety nine. The Surface Three is aimed for those kind of like entry level family, mm-hmm. student, whatever, mom and pop. Hey, I need a computer. Uh, the other the Surface Pro Three is more for high performance professionals, IT people, creators, media, and things like this. Um, you know, you know, I love, I love this Surface Three. I was just thinking about it. My dad will not get a tablet for whatever reason. He just loves the laptop, and he's always had a laptop. Mm-hmm. And when I offered, I said, "Hey, you know, maybe you should just get a tablet next time you need to upgrade." He was like, "No, I'm never getting a tablet. This is the perfect way to sneak a tablet in, <laughs> yeah, and call it a laptop." Yep. You know, I quit. So I used to, I used to have an iPhone. A, a tablet, iPad, and a, and a, and a computer, a laptop, and I literally in my life I like don't need a tablet. I use I have a phone that's really extremely big, you know, an iPhone six plus. It's huge. And I went from this. This is my tablet, and I went straight to a to a, a laptop. So yeah. I don't. I mean, I guess there's there's still places for tablets. Mm-hmm. I just I'm I'm not the right person for it. But this looks cool. Yep. Good for them, Bill. Well played. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you, mate. Celebrating their 40th anniversary last week. Should we sing happy birthday? Of Microsoft. Not no, on the podcast. Right. No. <laughs> which which day was it? Was it April 3rd? 
I don't remember the exact date. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think it was 40 April, years, so. you guys. Do you yeah. realize? It's that, older than everybody, right? Every, uh, <coughs> uh, <laughs> I'm cool. holding up a finger. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I actually have a birthday in a few few days. So. Yes, you do. Yeah. It'll be your 40th Happy anniversary. Birthday. I wish it be here's my your 40th. present, Will. Oh, <laughs> it's empty box? It's a copy of Windows ME. So what we wanted to do (laughs) is pick our favorite and least favorite Microsoft product over the past 40 years. Um, I'll go first. So go ahead, Matt. Here we go. We're excited about this. Here we go. Here we go. Right in front of Bill (laughs) and everybody. And Steve Ballmer. And Steve Ballmer and the Windows Me Box. Hey, guys. Thanks for your confess, innovation. Confess your favorite and least favorite. All right, my least favorite of all time. So some of you may know, I used to be part owner in a design and marketing firm. And one thing we used to do for people is make websites. And this is back in the day when websites, you know, was a thing. That was a business line. I mean, there's plenty of people that make websites t- today, too. Front page was the bane of our existence because people would be building websites and front page and ask us to like modify them for them and we ended up having to just obviously get rid of it all because front page wrote the worst html code you've ever seen in your life and uh so i hated hated front page and even worse than that was publisher websites people would make websites out of publisher and it was even worse than front page um yeah yeah those were rough times well, that's a great picture. That's going to need to be. This is this is this is a picture oh, of me standing outside the Microsoft campus in Charlotte, North Carolina, when I uh, when I actually interviewed for Microsoft. You're like years eh. and years ago in 1990. You weren't feeling it in that picture. 1999. No, no. Anyway, funny. I digress. Anyway, <clears throat> so that was your least favorite. That was my least favorite, and my my favorite actually is kind of current, actually. Like Uh-oh. actually, 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 what what they're doing right now with Office 365 and the OneDrive and the Surface, that whole combined experience, I think, is one of the most elegantly combined solutions there is on the market today. Um, so I love that. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I there agree. I yeah. totally agree with you. Um, very cool. One package. I, I, I'm really seriously considering when the newest version for Mac comes out because they have. Uh, I think it's Office 2014 is in beta right now, and you can actually get it for free. You can get Outlook for free. I think when it goes full blown version, I think I'm going to buy it for the family, for the house, and be you know actually have. Um, we well, can get Office 365. On your well, you get Office 365 with the new apps. So mm-hmm. right now, if you get if you get to Office 365, you get versions of 2011, and then 2014 will be coming out any time now, and yeah. then you get Office 365 for a year, a terabyte of storage, and the apps. Yep. Yep, terabyte so, of storage, hard to beat. Yeah, it's it's a great bundle. Um, you know, I think it's the way to go. So that's your that's your f- most favorite app. That is that okay. is my most favorite. favorite. Mm-hmm. What is your and your least favorite was front, front page. Front page. Yep. <laughs> I thought you said publisher. No, you said front page. Front page. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Close second was publisher. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Publisher had some redeeming qualities. Okay. Back in the day, you know. Lots of hate spewing toward Microsoft. What was your first mm-hmm. Microsoft experience? Just bar none, first experience. Oh, DOS? definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Windows 3.1. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. I had DOS 3.0 when I started on my, my brother's Sanyo NBC 880, uh, 8088 uh, replica 
box, and that was my first experience. And then from then on, it went DOS to Windows to on up. Dang. All right. Well, then, Will, you're, go ahead. Let's hear yours. Uh, so, man, I don't know. I, I really don't have – to be honest with you, I don't think I have a, a favorite and a worst product of Microsoft. I, I will agree with you. What they're doing now with Office 365, I'll say now, that's probably my favorite thing that Microsoft's doing. Um, Windows 10, I think, is going to be my favorite. I'm running it in beta right now, and I actually really like it. it it's snappy. Uh, I like the way the tiles have become less important. The Metro interface now is kind of combining start bar docs with that. Yep. So I think that's probably going to be my favorite right now because it's just the latest. The um, worst product, man, I don't know. Uh, I remember working when I first started getting into IT. Um, and it's not ME. I actually never ran ME. Me either. I never ran any. I went from Windows. I it was sorry, XP. Man. I went from XP to Windows 2000, and then from 2000 Professional, I went to. You went from XP to 2000. How's that work? Yeah. It's like stepping backwards. You mean uh-huh. 2000 to XP? Or maybe it was 2000 to XP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went from 2000 to XP. I actually ran Windows NT4 Workstation. Mm-hmm. Then I went to 2000. Yeah, that's what it was. NT4 2000 in me. Uh, XP and then seven. Um, never ran Vista, but I think my my worst experience is when I first started working in IT, and I was supporting um, one of the one of the nuclear plants here where I worked for, and everyone had access databases all over the place. There was really no thoughts of let's just set up stand up a SQL server and we'll have multiple people access it and ODBC connections for HR users and everything. And life is good. No, everyone had SQL uh, <laughs> access databases. That they were writing applications on, and I think that was one of my most, because man, they would have problems. You'd have to go track down right whose desktop is running this, and it was a pain. My my, uh, uh, I'll just have to mention Microsoft Bob, and I'll just drop, <laughs> drop, I'll just drop the mic and walk off now. Does anyone remember Microsoft Bob? I never used it. Bob, but I know Bob. I know of it. That's, that's about it. It was very skeuomorphic. <laughs> Josh. Favorite and least favorite Microsoft product. Okay, so for the favorite, uh, I uh, am going to choose Clippy. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Clippy was my good favorite. memories. Yeah, yeah, really good memories there, and really the precursor to things like Siri mm-hmm. and things like Cortana. Hey, Josh, are, are you trying to are you trying to do a podcast? Can I help with that? Yeah, you can, Clippy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> No, actually, it, it was really cool to have a little animated guy. It, it felt like you were in the computer age. You, that you had a little you, little helper there, little buddy. Yeah, you a little buddy. You didn't feel alone. I didn't feel alone exactly. Like, there was someone over my shoulder just exactly. keeping an eye just on things, just helping me out with you know my report or whatever mm-hmm. I was doing that day. Good. So I'm gonna go clipping. Um, my least favorite. It was a toss up um, between Internet Explorer, which I don't like at all. And Microsoft Connect, the first version. Oh, okay. Um, But I'm going to choose Connect because I bought into that and paid, I believe it was $100 for the 360 version of the Connect, and it was terrible. Mm. Um, It didn't track motion very well, uh, so much so that people started creating games to where it didn't really matter how the motion was tracked. Uh, they just sort of you could just flail around and the game would still work, um, and that just means I mean just poor in, execution. Well, yeah, the the Connect basically shipped broken. Yeah, and it just didn't work. Um, dancing games didn't work. 
they would. I mean, it just didn't work. Um, I dance great. I just want to let everybody know I'm that. I'm sorry, I, la- I did have <laughs> the laugh of thinking about you doing Dance Dance Revolution. But the tracking itself just didn't work. It was yeah. clutter, you know, terrible. And I, I hear the new Connect is great, but I've not given it a shot after that experience. Mm-hmm. You yeah. and probably a lot of people yeah. actually. Phil, all right. please. It's you are the final wrapping it up. Ooh, all right. Give well, your uh, give your motion to to Bill and Steve. And <laughs> well, Bill, I'm sorry, Bill and Steve. I really did not like Windows Mobile Five. I think Windows. Oh, that's mobile, a good one. Windows Mobile was terrible. I had a, I had a an HTC Excalibur, which was sold. I think as the T-Mobile Dash. I had it unlocked on AT and T, but I mean that was just an awful experience like that was an awful mobile experience so if going from that to an iphone it's just really it it was such a such a leap that it made the iphone that much better at the time um have have any of you guys ever used those old windows mobile variants yes yeah yeah Yeah, it was terrible there was no touch screen it was just yeah, it was like using a BlackBerry or something. Like yeah, the applications like sometimes didn't run, or they just run in half of the screen on what I had, or it, it was just bad times. It was it was a dark period of of mobile technology. Yes, it was really. I love more than that that BlackBerry was used as a adjective for bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your favorite? What's your favorite? So, my favorite is probably going to sound familiar because I've talked about it before in the podcast, but it would be my Surface. Yeah. Um. My Surface Pro 3 is the my my favorite piece of technology period that I've bought in the past year and I mean I've bought, you know, Moto 360, a Moto X and an iPhone 6 in the past year as well. So, I mean, that that says something, I think, because yeah. I really love this device. It is such a good device. Yeah. What's well, funny is all three of us, all four of us, with the exception of Josh, like Clippy. <laughs> liked, liked the whatever it was. Our best experience was the latest thing. It wasn't yeah. like, oh man, I remember three O. You know, DOS three O was so great. I wish I could go back. Mm-hmm. All of it's the latest yeah. products. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Microsoft has been doing some really good stuff recently. I mean, with Satya, Satya Nadella has been leading the company in such a great direction. I think. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. I think they really, as a complete company, they really have mm-hmm. it together. Uh, game platforms. Look, I, I played. Um, my son has an Xbox One, and. Last night we were looking at the we played the demo of the latest Forza and I mean man talk about so real I mean the the gameplay is awesome and I was like man this is this is really this is really awesome mm-hmm. this is really cool just to have this realism yeah. um, I love how they're going with the with the we're, we'll go with where our users are now yeah like we want you to like our stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think he said that during the Hololens Microsoft mm-hmm. slash Windows Ten yeah. event, and he, you know that they want us to like their stuff is so good because it just seemed like in the past they just wanted to make sure we were using their things rather than rather than using them and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's a good way to put that. Uh, that was like the the dark period of Steve Ballmer. Sorry, Steve. Not developers. Developers. I'm not Steve Ballmer's biggest fan. <laughs> I'm not either. Um, but he turned Microsoft into a juggernaut. He did. He, did. he built the yeah, foundation for did. which all for this the, was possible. For the enterprise, for enterprise products, I will say it was it was Balmer that you know Exchange, mm-hmm. uh, the operating system for the workplace, and also things like Office and developer applications. It was Balmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think yeah. I think the fact that they've been around for forty years and we all had basically different things that we liked or disliked really shows the the depth of innovation that they're trying to bring just in general um and i think it's awesome 
Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we look back. You know, I, was, I'm, I have a picture on the screen of the original Microsoft Corporation in 1978, and the only two I really recognize, of course, is, is Bill Gates here on the bottom left, and then Paul Allen on the bottom right. But so 1978, man, that was that's a long time ago. Ballmer actually didn't come on board. Um, didn't come on board Microsoft until 1980 in the mm-hmm. in the 1980 year. Um, I don't know specifically what month or anything, but yeah. So it was it's interesting times. Yep. Good times. Good old Microsoft. Going through the, the history of Microsoft. So I, I definitely will say it's, you know, Apple, Google, Microsoft. Those are the three. I think my, it used to be Apple and Google, Apple and Google, and Microsoft was kind of off to the side. I think Microsoft now is being competing with all, you know, competing in for our dollars has really stepped it up. You're a good talking bit. about in the mobile space, right? Because I was about to say, no, I mean, Microsoft no, is the desktop juggernaut that no one could compete with. I mean, well, yeah, I'm talking about mo- I'm talking about of today. I yeah. mean, it used to be Apple and Google. That's what people right. would do on mobile, and you know. Anyway, anyway, that wraps our podcast for today. Happy birthday, Microsoft! Happy 40th birthday! As always, check us out on the YouTube's, the Twitters, the everything's. We're there, um, and our blog, of course, takethenextturn.com. We're on Twitter twitter.com slash venue and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>